This is Wahasu, the World Happiness Summit. Feel the science. Thank you so much, Sonia, for joining me today for um, these couple of minutes that we're trying to impact really how well-being um, and the science of well-being can be uh, maximized during this difficult time of COVID and everything that we're dealing with, particularly uh, this series focuses on work and, and education. And I wanted to talk to you about this huge disruption, right? Both have been disrupted, but what about work? What can we do now that it's settling in and we know that it's going to be taking a while? What can we do? What have you seen and what can we do to remedy uh, the anxiety and impact that COVID is having? On our work life. Yes. So thank you, by the way, it's a pleasure to talk to you, Karen. Um, Yeah, it's uh, everyone's lives are really uh, have been changed in so many ways. I have actually myself have been doing research on how the pandemic has changed people's sense of well-being and also social connection. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I guess I wanted to bring up is our work life gives us a sense of connection with sort of, um, you know, the larger purpose that we're doing, but also with other people, you know, other people mm-hmm. are very important to our work and, and being at home mostly for most of us working from home um, has really disrupted that and impaired that. And so um, there's been a number of studies showing that people are reporting more loneliness, less connection, you know, mm-hmm. from before to after the pandemic. By the way, I should say that the majority are actually doing fine are kind of, you know, maybe they had, they kind of went down, they, they, they went back up uh, or did not change. Um, but we, but people are reporting, you know, less connection. And, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with work, not being able to see people, your colleagues, your coworkers, or your boss, your, you know, clients, students in person um, is really affecting us. So I think any, anything we can do to try to sort of boost those connections, as we know, video, connections are, you know, they're good, but they're not as good as in person. We're doing some research on that as well. Sort of what is it about being with other people in the same room that, that makes it so impactful and, and I don't know, not as, and also not as fatiguing, we know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so I guess uh, that, that I'm really interested in sort of thinking about what, what we can do with the connections at work that we're losing. Fantastic. It's funny how you're talking about people getting fatigued, right? Um, it seems, and I don't know if you've seen this in your research, but they were actually working longer. It's funny because before mm-hmm. kind of our bosses didn't want us to be home because you can't measure or they don't know what we're doing. But largely I'm speaking with many, many people who are beginning work at seven o'clock in the morning, because guess what? You can be in your pajamas, roll out of bed and start working. And so that blurry, the blurriness is also there. And I think it's that the fatigue is something that I've heard I've heard some companies also starting to cut down on the length of meetings. So instead of half an hour and one hour meetings, they're changing it to 25 and 55 minutes to give mm. you that break and that five minute break. Mm-hmm. That's a great, actually, that's a great idea to, well, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about zoom fatigue. Um, mm-hmm. Cause we all know that, that it, it's a, it's a thing. Um, there's been some, some recent research on that. There is a study actually that I just saw that that just kind of confirmed what we already know where that in-person meetings are less fatiguing than Zoom mm-hmm. meetings and Zoom meetings with more people. So more than two, yeah, more than two or around five, six are more tiring, fatiguing than just uh, a, two, a person like you and I talking yeah. is not as fatiguing. So that's something to also keep in mind for companies um, to limit meetings that are bigger. You know, sometimes we have to have them and they're efficient right. sometimes. Um, and then there's and the lots of reasons they're fatiguing and you know some of the reasons that I was just reading about just a couple of days ago the fact that we are like you are you know fairly big in my screen <laughs> and if we translated that to in person it would be like really it would be like right here you'd be you know we don't usually right. 
especially in some cultures, at least, you know, we're not like in our face so much. There's a lot more eye contact. Mm. It's a lot harder to just kind of look away, look down at something or do something. It just seems kind of rude, right? Even mm. though in a real in-person meeting, it's very normal or even just eating, drinking, right? Like it's very weird to, we're told don't eat on camera on, on Zoom because it just looks funny. All the, like blowing your nose, right? You don't want all that attention. So um, seeing your face, of course, we now know there's a way to, you know, to uh, turn off our own, um, our own yeah. window, <laughs> but that's also very distracting and people get mm. self-conscious. Anyway, so lots and lots of reasons that that is uh, fatiguing. So that's, that is something to add to think about for work. Um, but yeah, but in terms of the, the boundaries between home and work, you know, we've read a lot of articles about that. I think this year that that now there's like fewer and fewer boundaries, and uh, you know, with the technology that we have, that is already making us easier to us to work anywhere from the beach in Hawaii or in the bathroom or whatever. You can continue working. Um, now it's even worse. So like it's yes, yeah, so we have to kind of our companies or our um, supervisors need to sort of figure out a way to to not impose so much. I mean, I, in academia, we talk about, and I, and I'm bad at this because I'll just send emails at any time, just thinking like, well, I will, I'll forget, to, I'll forget to send this later. So I might as well just send it now. But my okay. students think, oh, she's sending this on a Friday night, even though I'm not working on the Friday night, they're like, oh, she wants us to get back to her. So I'm going to try to use this app. You know, there's various kinds of apps you can use um, that, you know, or various platforms that allow you to sell, send emails at different times. So at mm. work, you know, only send them during work hours. So there's lots of little, little hacks you can do uh, if you're an employer. That's a great so. tip because I, I'm like you and I, I'm doing it not because I, I want a, re a response, but I want to empty some real estate in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so uh, concerned about forgetting, particularly with COVID. It's such a disruptor also. I, I find it like, is it Monday? Is it Sunday? I don't. I don't know. It could. Every day feels like Monday, but every day or could also feel like Sunday, depending on, on on what happens, right? And I think that my heart just goes out with to to parents who have kids that you, that you're also schooling at, from home and or have done it. I mean, talk about how difficult that is to be a working mom and have that situation, or a working parent. <laughs> and have that situation. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about that too. Um, uh, and by the way, and absolutely, the, the thing about the blurs day where you don't know what day it is, um, yeah, that that makes it difficult too. Um, well, I, I happen to be a parent of four kids and two of them, well, they're all in school, but two of them are little, they're in second and fourth grade. Um, and it is, I mean, I in some ways, lots of parents report it's great to be able to see them kind of whenever mm -hmm. you want and they come up and give you a, a hug. It's also kind of nice to see what's going on in the classroom. You know, mm. we would never be able to just drop into classrooms mm. and now we can drop in anytime. I'm sure the teachers don't love that. Um, and I can kind of hear what's going on, um, but it is extremely distracting. I mean, they have these breaks. In fact, just now, actually I was, we had a, we had a meeting and I was in the kitchen and my daughter's like, oh, let me tell you, you know, something about the, my, what my teacher told me cause she was on a break. Um, and I'm like, and I just had to kind of pause. I'm like, okay, I'll listen. I'll listen to her out, even though I'm going to be a minute late to our meeting. So, but it is, it is very distracting or they're like very loud and, and there's a lot of work involved trying to coordinate all the stuff that's going on in the classroom. The, the parents have so much work now and, and some of them who don't have time or who maybe don't speak English or the language mm -hmm. that you're, that you need to speak, um, you know, are, are falling behind. So it's been very, very difficult. So we're all looking forward to, I think, getting back into schools. Absolutely. And I think we also forgot, you know, second grade or fifth grade math. 
you know, that's something that also, I don't remember how to do that. Exactly. It gets hard and it gets harder as they get older. I know I'm like, I have no idea what you're doing. Uh- <laughs> I know. I suffer from the same, but I guess, yes, we're, we're really fatigued in so many different ways and, and we're not having as much of that social release, right? Which is so amazing when you see another person live, I, you know, the, the, the times that have been out social distancing and I see I just see people and at a distance just knowing that they're there and it's so comforting to see human beings walking around yeah it's so amazing you're so right it's kind of like a breath of fresh air it's, yeah it's like a it's you know there's research on nature you may know about that just just being in nature mm-hmm. or just even seeing nature is reduces stress and restores our attention and makes us happier and so other people are kind of like that it makes sense you know evolutionarily speaking like we are we've evolved to depend and you know need other humans, and so when, right. and we we're not evolved to sort of interact with humans mm-hmm. on a screen, which is partly why it just doesn't feel quite right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and so yeah, like if we could just and I mean if you have a family, it is kind of nice to take a break and cuddle with your kid, and and you just feel like oh okay, get back to work now. I'm relaxed. Um, a lot of people don't have that option. Um, or, or our friends, you know, who are so important to us that some of us just can't see at all, you know, have not been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, that that sense of connection, I really, you know, I've been studying happiness for more than 30 years mm-hmm. and I've discovered in the last few years that almost every strategy that works to improve happiness works by basically strengthening our connections to other mm-hmm. people. Like when you express gratitude, it's almost always to other people, you're basically strengthening connection. When you do acts of kindness, you're strengthening connections. Not all of them, but almost all strategies involve other human beings. Um, and so I really think that connecting to others is what life's, what makes life worth living. Um, and so anything that disrupts those connections and impairs them and where well, we can't see those people in person. I mean, the thing that I miss, maybe one of the things I miss the most, which is kind of embarrassing because a lot of bigger things in the world are going to Pete's Coffee where I used to go all the time, like either to do my work or just to read the newspaper with my husband and, and sometimes with the kids. And I miss that so much. And I, we, I, I rarely talk to people. Sometimes we'd kind of chat a little bit, but just, mm-hmm. just to be sitting among humans uh, is, is so nice. So you, I absolutely agree with you. It's that feeling of being part of a tapestry, right? That that we're and we don't even notice it. We notice it now, but as it was happening, we didn't notice that joint humanity. And I think that also ties into optimism. You know, those mm-hmm. that when we feel like we're part of the group and it's not only happening to us, but we're collective. So mm-hmm. I wonder if it's hard hardwired into what it is to be human to have this sense of of community even though you're not knowing you know you may not be aware you're having community but actually the people that go to Pete's coffee are a community but you didn't know you were a part of that you know absolutely I mean we're social animals and actually one, one of my favorite recent books is called the social leap and it's about how basically homo sapiens the way that we sort of survived where other species didn't is is because we're just such good social animals and, and depending on each other in terms of getting food or fighting predators um, and sort of that tribe is so important to us. And we all have like lots of tribes, you know, the work tribe and the home and the, the coffee um, neighborhood. Um, so yeah, we, 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 we're so dependent on that. It's so it's such a big part of being human. Lots of people argue that it's like the most kind of important hallmark of being human is sort of the social element. Um, and so we still have that now, but I don't know, sometimes I just think, is this all real? Like you know, when you only see people in, the, in your computer screen, in your phone screen, 
It's like, I know they're real, but um, you know, I, I want that confirmation. I want, I want to breathe the same air as them, you know, in the same, in the same uh, room. You know, one of my colleagues who was in the theater department was telling me how when we speak, literally our voice, our, the, the sound sends vibrations through our bones when we hear sounds. And so exactly. when you're speaking to me right now mm -hmm. through my computer, I don't get those vibrations. Wow. You know, so that's partly why it feels so like kind of a little unnatural to us. One last point, uh, tying into what you just said, and, and it triggered the fact that, you know, when we see television, for example, we're conditioned mm -hmm. that that's not real. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if to a certain degree, we feel like it's not real, to, you know, because of all these things that you're saying, I, I think sensory also, we must get, particularly those of us that are from a Latin culture mm -hmm. that we're used to touching, mm -hmm. you know, and I see what, speaking with your hands, I'm the same way, but we touch, we, we, you know, this, this, this connection. And now you're saying vibrations, mm -hmm. that perhaps this touch. is very stale or it feels mm -hmm. uh, like you were saying, not real. Touch, yeah, touch is, I'm almost so very important to me too, but to everyone, at least somewhat, and then smell too, that we may not even realize that maybe they're pheromones or something mm. that we're sort of lacking. And even if it's, you know, 80 or 90% real to us, it's not a hundred percent, right? Which is why it just doesn't quite, it's just not quite sufficient. You know, if we were just told, if we were told that for the rest of our lives, all we would get is interactions in a screen, even if it was like a hologram, right? Mm -hmm. Or virtual reality, you know, we would be pretty unhappy and it would not be a, a fulfilling life. Um, I think we'd all agree on that. So to tie it all in, I guess for right now, we, uh, we have to do the best we can with what we have, which means the video conferencing is probably the best, uh, mm -hmm. the best option, particularly at work to keep those meetings, maybe to two to three people, mm -hmm. um, get out in nature as much as, even mm -hmm. if you're working from home, take a recovery, take recovery mm -hmm. period and reset is, is really important. Absolutely. So to really flourish, we, we've, we've discovered that we can survive and maybe even thrive a little bit without that but to truly flourish yeah we need we need that human connection in person and i uh, i you know things are looking up and so we're you know hopefully we, we will see that sort of that light at the end of the tunnel and um and i can't wait to see you karen in person someday me too and i will hold that that will hold that thought and uh, and we will make it happen collectively as a as a society thank you sonia you're listening to the world happiness summit podcast for more information, check out our website at worldhappinesssummit.com or send us an email at contact at Thank you for listening.